Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. I actually think authenticity is one of the best things that you could bring to Instagram because it is so easy to get caught up in numbers and likes and views and and not enjoy it. And I think, I know it's really difficult trying to find that balance between it being your work and your business, but also just enjoying what you're doing and sharing things because you're passionate about them or creating content that you're proud of, choosing the right campaigns, connecting to other people. If you can bring some type of passion into it, then I think that that's probably the best way to go into it. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. So we're doing a business episode this week and I have Hannah on the podcast who is an amazing digital online creator and she has hundreds of thousands of followers across Instagram. She has multiple Instagram accounts with huge followings. She has a huge following on YouTube. She has very successful blogs and she is a yoga teacher. I actually taught her yoga many, many years ago. We'll we'll delve into that. But also she's just really passionate about being a mom, about wellness and about really being guided by your intuition. So it's a business episode for you, but really from a, a very yogic sort of spiritual point of view, I guess. And what we're going to delve into is how you can make your Instagram more successful, your YouTube and your blogs. And I really wanted to delve into this with another online creator because I know that I share my tips on this and you may have heard my episodes on Instagram and on YouTube, but everybody does things in a different way. And the reason I wanted to share what Hannah does is because what she does is sort of same, same, but different really. You know, she posts very different type of things to me. She talks about different things, but she also comes from a real place of wanting to make a difference and help people. So she is full of so many amazing tips. I absolutely love her tips and I know you're going to love them too. So without further ado, let's delve in to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Hannah, thank you so much for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? Oh, I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, it's so lovely to have you. And we met so many years ago, didn't we? When I, I was teaching at Sweaty Betty, I was teaching you yoga. And it's been so lovely to get back in contact again. I know. It's so funny how it feels like, like we were saying earlier, how it feels like it's kind of come full circle. 
definitely definitely especially especially now you've done your yoga teacher training as well and you're bringing that into everything that you do yeah it's amazing to kind of think all those years ago how many it would have been about 14 years ago I I reckon yeah gosh yeah I just remember coming into your classes and not really knowing what it was specifically about the yoga that was helping me so much but I just remember every time I left I I just felt like I could cope with anything I felt so centered so kind of positive and it was just it's so amazing the difference that it made to me from the moment I stepped into the moment I stepped out and that was really I think your class was really the year that I fell in love with yoga the most Oh, I love that. That's so nice to hear. And it's so nice to now see how you're adding to your already very successful brand and business, your yoga teaching as well. And it's so nice to follow your journey. And actually, I'm super intrigued. Like what came first for you in terms of your presence online? Because obviously you have a really successful Instagram account. In fact, you have quite a few successful Instagram accounts, a really successful YouTube channel. You do some great blogging as well. What came first out of all that? And why did you sort of step into that online space? I think the thing that came first was actually my blog which I'm not very present on anymore because I think it's just trying to juggle quite a lot of things you know how it is Mm -hmm. but yeah so I I think I was about 21 when I started my blog and it was it was actually the year that my mum had passed away and my friends had all kind of moved back home after we'd graduated university and I decided to stay in Bath where I live and I was just feeling quite lonely, feeling lost, obviously going through this huge pivotal moment in my life where I just lost my mum. And I, I just felt like I needed an outlet, like a hobby, and I didn't really have one. So that's when I decided to start writing a blog. And it was kind of back in the day where there weren't that many of them going around. They, they weren't very popular as such. So I remember starting it and people being like, oh, why are you doing that kind of thing? Um, and so I just started this little blog in a cafe because I didn't have internet at home. <laughs> and uh, it was just about makeup. And I'd write about the, all the makeup that I was using and liking. And I'd take really rubbish pictures on my phone and upload them. And then from that, when I met my husband, he's a video editor. And so he was kind of, the one who encouraged me to start a YouTube channel. He was like, look, I've seen other people doing this online. I think you'd be really good at taking what you're doing on your blog and bringing it over to YouTube so people can kind of see you and stuff. Um, And at first I was like, absolutely no way, because although I am online, I think I'm actually quite a, a private shy person, which I know sounds really bizarre when obviously like my childbirth is online and all of that, but I'm actually fairly reserved in real life so I was like I'm too nervous to do that I'm too shy what what are people going to say in the end he managed to convince me to do it so I sat at the end of my bed and I did like I think it was a beauty favorites video or something and I was so scared and so terrified even though there was no one watching and then a few months later I'd kept going and I'd kept kind of nurturing it a little bit and it was just a hobby and I, I loved doing it and then I fell pregnant and because my mum had passed away, my none of my friends or my family had had babies yet because I was quite young. 
And I remember thinking, oh God, who am I going to like go to for advice? And I remember finding a couple of people on YouTube who were doing like pregnancy updates and uh, family content and stuff. And I just started following along. And there was a couple of people that were doing like weekly pregnancy updates. So I used to watch them every week um, just to know what to expect, know what felt normal. And then I was like, I should do this because I'm watching this person because I don't, I don't have that support system around me to go and ask questions right now. But this person is providing it to me through a screen. So I was like, I could do that. I have all the equipment. I have the, the YouTube account. So I just started doing pregnancy videos. Back in the day, they were very honest. <laughs> I, did, I didn't enjoy my first pregnancy. I was re- really scared all of the time. So it kind of all really started from that because that kind of built up a little bit of a following. And then before I gave birth to my first son, I had a few of the viewers who had been following my journey asking me, oh, are you going to carry on making videos after you have the baby? Like, are we going to be able to see him? And I'd not really thought about it very much um, up until that point. And so then it kind of just naturally progressed into kind of family type videos where we would film what it was like growing like bringing up a new baby in London and trying to make it like as honest as we could and it all kind of just stemmed off the back of that yeah and then eventually Instagram came along and I feel like it's funny because I feel like when Instagram first started and when we were first on YouTube it was such a different landscape to, to how it is now because a lot of people weren't doing it with the purpose of making money or building a brand or making a business everybody was just there because they had this passion for sharing their lives and sharing their content and just sharing and making friends and stuff so it was like it was quite an interesting place to start from and I, I honestly don't know if I could now go into Instagram and YouTube work how it is now because I would just be terrified <laughs> um, whereas when I started it it kind of it kind of built up to it very much was a slow process of building up to being able to make it a job you know so yeah that's where that's kind of where it all stemmed from I mean I love that story so much and firstly I'm so sorry that you lost your mum um that must be such a a hard thing for you to for to go through every day I imagine yeah yeah it's actually strangely it was actually one of the things that threw me into your class because I I think that was the year I'd found out that my mum was really poorly and and your class was one of the things that helped me so much in terms of coping with that and being able to kind of have my own tools to learn how to live with that oh I'm so pleased so it's so much more than just the exercises it was Yeah. yeah it really helped me Absolutely. Well, it's so it's so much of what you said. I just want to delve into. It's so so interesting. And I think the first thing which really stood out for me about all of that was how you just started it as a hobby and a passion. Mm. You wanted to share and help people, and you know how perhaps today you might struggle to start it or get going with it. But I guess really, if someone was listening and said, look, I do want to start today. You know, I didn't start 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I really do want to start today. Would your advice be to look at it as a passion and a way of sharing and to try not to get 
too much or a into our own heads but b into just looking at the so-called competition or what other people are doing too much and really stay true to to what you believe because it sounds like that's how you start in that seems also what you do every day you stay very very true to you would that be a bit of advice you give people I mean let me know if I'm putting words into your mouth here but it's just no not at all I actually think I actually think authenticity is one of the best things that you could bring to Instagram because it is so easy to get caught up in numbers and likes and views and and not enjoy it and I think I know it's really difficult trying to find that balance between it being your work and your business but also just enjoying what you're doing and sharing things because you're passionate about them or creating content that you're proud of choosing the right campaigns connecting to other people if you can bring some type of passion into it then I think that that's probably the best way to go into it absolutely I would completely agree that that is the way to go into it and something which I really noticed particularly about your Instagram channel channels which are amazing you've obviously got hundreds of thousands of followers you know multiple hundreds of thousands um, across all of your Instagram channels but something which really stands out is well a few things actually but definitely how great you are with your engagement you know your followers do seem to be really dedicated followers and really engaged with what you do if you were to share any tips to help others with their Instagram whether they've got 200 followers or 200,000 followers in terms of engagement what would your advice be I suppose in terms of engagement, I think when you're kind of going through, this is something that sometimes I'm really good with this. Sometimes I'm really like not very good with this just because life gets busy and I have children and you you know what it's like. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually engaging with people in your comments and asking questions back and being interested in, in your audience. Those are the people that are supporting you and they, they are interested in what you're doing and, to kind of make that connection with with people that are sorting you is is so important I think because yes if you're talking about it in terms of business they are valuable to you but you're also valuable to them it's like a two-way relationship almost through the screen yeah yeah absolutely and I think that that's really really key because it is social media for a reason it is meant to be social yeah and I think sometimes we forget that I think sometimes we think it's just a one-sided thing we upload some content that's fine put our phone to one side and and move on but actually it is meant to be a place where we engage with others as well as engaging with us and that seems like it is what what you do a lot yeah it's funny because actually my husband and I a few of our really close friends were actually people that we met who had come up to us in the street or something and said, oh, I watch your YouTube videos or oh, I, I follow you on Instagram. And wow. you, the connection is so strong there because you've kind of interacted or whatever. But, and then you meet them in real life and you're like, wow, actually the connection goes through the screen. And it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Like some of our really close friends have come out of what, what we do and what we share. I love that. And by the way, how good is it that your husband is a video editor? Oh my God, thank my life. <laughs> what a good husband. 
does all my photos it's funny because I can do it all Mm -hmm. but he's so good and so quick that I'm like please will you just do this for me and I'll cook your dinner (laughs) that is so cool yeah good exchange I say photos for dinner love it for sure but that's also fab because that's where your authenticity can really come as well because for example if you're out and about around Bath and you always sort of upload nice photos of that on your blogs and your Instagram it's actually really great because he's there with you like living a really authentic life and he can just take photos of you as you are it's not like you have to sort of book a photo shoot and you have to you know and then you're uploading photos later it's almost like he's doing it all in real time for you yeah yeah it is it does work really well people always say to me oh god how's that working we've worked together for the past eight years yeah from home so people are always like oh god how do you survive that but we're just like we just get on so well we're just like beyond everything else we're just really good friends so that I think that's why it works and we I'm not saying we've not had arguments about work things where we've had different ideas and things before but it is it is very good having like that kind of technical person to kind of support your ideas and like for example at the moment I'm looking to uh, go into doing some online yoga classes eventually and he's helping me design a website which I something I would never be able to do by myself because I'm such a technophobe (laughs) that's so cool I love that and actually that is sort of brings it really nicely into the next thing I would love to talk to you about what I think that you do so beautifully which is completely different from what I do actually but I think that that's really great because I think it gives people the two options is you're able to show so many different subjects so like you talk about yoga and makeup and lifestyle and fashion and foods and children and parenting like you talk about all of those things and your followers are always super engaged with all of those things so I find that so intriguing because actually as my business has grown I found that the way of me being sort of most successful I guess is really niching down so obviously going to the face yoga and then even niching down my content even more than that and that's Mm. worked really well for me and what I love seeing about your stuff is how you're able to do that and I guess that goes back you could look into lots of things for this like I love things like human design and like understanding about different people's personality types and soul Mm -hmm. purpose and I honestly believe that some people are here to talk about lots of different things and like almost to juggle lots of different balls and other people are here to get super specific and just to talk loads about one thing in loads of detail So I'd love to ask you a little bit more about that, really, like how you balance all those things (laughs) and also how you feel that doing that has been the key to your success in terms of business and branding and and social media. It's so funny, Danielle, because I I don't feel like I I do any of that very well. I'm very harsh with myself. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm like, like, what's my thing? I need a thing. And then I just have all these things. (laughs) Um, But no, I've got lots of different passions that I like to share online. Just say there's a little bit of something for everybody, but I don't necessarily ever feel as though I'm balancing it all as well as I could be, which is actually something that I'm trying to work on since the last lockdown kind of trying to be a little bit more of a planner in terms of knowing which days I'm going to dedicate to maybe I don't know taking photos from my yoga account or this day I'm going to be planning for the podcast or this day I'm going to be taking photos for my other 
account. So it's, it's, I'm not the best person to ask, I don't feel, about kind of how to balance it all out. <laughs> you know I think... Learning. <laughs> do you know what? I think that there's a lot of people listening that would also say, look, I'm not a planner. There isn't mm. one particular thing I want to just keep talking about. Actually, I want to talk about lots of different things. And I'm honestly a believer that if we step into who we are more, then that's where our success comes. So maybe the fact that you've really stepped into the fact that you're not a planner you love talking to lots of different people you love sharing all aspects of you you know the mum side of you the wife side of you the blogger you know your fashion yoga all of it and maybe that really is your superpower the fact that you <laughs> I honestly believe that and I think that that's going to be really nice for people to hear because not everybody is a planner not everybody is the type of person that will say okay so I'm going to do this many blogs per week I'm only going to talk about this thing. I'm only going to do this, these videos recording and these photos on this day. Like that for some people would just be such yeah. stress. I, I wish I was one of those people though. I wish I was a planner. I am literally the type of person who, like for example, a couple of weeks ago, I found out that um, my son had inset day the next day. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I have to work tomorrow, but <laughs> never mind. Um, just things like that. I'm just so unorganized and I've always been like it ever since I was a child. I've just always been quite a scatty, unorganized person. I'm quite a sporadic person. So like, if I feel like I want to post that day or I've got something that I really want to share, then I'll just do it. I won't, I won't plan it or kind of wait. I kind of act on impulse quite a lot, which in some ways I think is, is a nice thing. Cause it's, it's kind of tapping into that intuition and, and feeling like that's going to connect with people. And you kind of, over the years, I suppose, get to know your audience yeah. in a way. Definitely. And I love that. And honestly, my advice would be stay with being that, stay with being sporadic and stay with just <laughs> sharing whatever you feel is good for you. Because I think it would become too much of a stress for you if you really try to change who you are. Because like you say, if you've always been like that, that at a soul level is who you are and it's mm-hmm. successful. You know, you're doing great like that. So maybe step into that more, do that but even <laughs> more so, you know, when you think, oh my goodness, I just want to record a yoga class to share for people. Maybe just yeah. record a yoga class in that moment. And actually that will probably have way more magic for you than if you suddenly said, okay, so Thursday morning I'm recording two yeah. yoga classes that have got to be this And then you long. don't know how you're going to feel that morning. Maybe yes. you've woke up and you've got a bit of PMT or you've had a stressful yeah. morning. It's Yeah, it's, I, it's very much how I operate is, is kind of based on what I kind of feel like I want to to share at, at a certain time it's not always conducive to being productive <laughs> no, no I think that's fab and in some ways you know that's what I do too I don't pre-schedule Instagram posts for example you know I post yeah. in in real time you know I answer I comments love that, in real time and I think that that's great I mean I guess I have a little bit more like of a plan in terms of like I've got certain days that podcasts come out YouTube videos come out blogs come out you know I have that sort of plan but actually I think again that 
that just suits who I am as a person. Like yeah. I've always been more of like an organizer. I've always liked that planning and having like a little bit of structure. I mean, I couldn't do it too much. Like I was at the point once where I was saying exactly what you said. So I was going to say like, okay, so Tuesdays, I record all my podcast episodes for the month. Wednesdays, I do all my YouTube videos. It's like, no, I, that's too hemmed in and too structured. Yeah. I know for some people that works well. So I'm probably somewhere in between that sort of type of superstructure person and like what you're saying about just really going with what you feel in the day I'm probably somewhere in between so I guess my advice for anybody out there really would be sort of work out which of those people you are and then go with that because I always think we'll be most successful when we're doing us you know (laughs) you know 100% and it's something that I've really learned over the years is that it sounds so cheesy but if it feels right in your gut, then that's what you should be doing. And it's really hard sometimes to kind of trust that and trust your intuition. But I think that's one of the most amazing things that's come out of yoga for me is, is really learning to trust myself and and tap into my intuition and, and feel in that moment, does this feel right? Should I be doing this? And then acting on that. Definitely. And I think that that's a really lovely way of, of living. And if you could pinpoint one thing that you, and I know it's probably difficult to think of one thing, but one thing which you think has been the key to your success of building a significant number of followers on Instagram and YouTube and your blogs, what do you think it would be? Oh God. Um, oh, that's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard question. question. I know. Um, I guess I try to, be as authentic as I can be on mm-hmm. online which is sometimes hard with certain topics and things and you have to word things carefully um these days but I feel like I am myself when I am online it's it's probably a, a slightly more stripped back version of myself but I'm still very much myself so I feel like if I were to meet one of my viewers or somebody that's been watching me for a long time in the street we could easily just stood in the street and had a conversation for like half an hour because I don't feel like there's a difference on and off camera on and offline you know yeah so I don't know I suppose maybe that comes through I'm not sure (laughs) I think it does come through absolutely I think that that's a real key to to your success and on Instagram do you delve into things like hashtags or posting at certain peak times of the day or having certain rules in terms of what your grid will look like? Um, I don't actually do any of that stuff, but I know all of the things that I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) But um, so I recently, a couple of weeks ago, started working with a strategist. Mm -hmm. So she has started to kind of help me in terms of that type of thing because I as I was saying earlier I'm quite sporadic so I was kind of just posting what I want when I wanted sort of hoping for the best and not worrying too much if it's not majorly successful which obviously isn't the best thing to do when you're kind of building (laughs) something but um yeah so she's kind of the more kind of sensible person I suppose that kind of says oh look it's six o'clock in the evenings that's a really good time for you to post so it would be better for you to share your content then or maybe you could create something this week this is what I think you do amazingly Danielle is creating something that people are going to save so that they can do it later because a save is the save button on Instagram is like a super like so Mm -hmm. 
it's very, very valuable to have people saving your content. Um, and I think in terms of the algorithm, it kind of boosts you up a little bit. So if you can make content that is shareable or savable, then that's going to really help you uh, build up the following because you're going to get seen by, by more people, which is something I'm really bad at doing because I just post what I want when I want. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's little tips like that, which I think when you're doing it because you love doing it, you don't necessarily think about those things. Yeah. Um, so it's been really interesting for me, actually, as a creator to kind of learn those little tricks and be like, oh, that's why that person did so well doing X, Y, Z or whatever. It kind of all clicks into place and you're like, oh, OK. That's great. I love that so much. And your YouTube channel is also super successful. Am I right in thinking you're almost at 100,000 subscribers for your YouTube? <laughs> it's been creeping yeah. for a while. I find it really hard to grow that one, actually. Oh, really? Oh, see, I think yeah. it's a great channel. I was looking at it this morning. I thought that that's amazing. And again, with that, you're really great at sharing your authentic self. You're really good with your vlogs. And actually I was looking at that because that's one thing. So I am super consistent with all of my content, but one thing I first started and never really followed up doing after about five episodes of it was my vlog. And even though I do two YouTube videos a week and that it's grown loads, particularly over the last few years, the vlogs is something I haven't really done. Would you say that the vlogs are really one of the keys to you growing to that level? I think I think probably the vlog is the most pivotal part about what, what I've done because I think, I don't know, it's just, I guess, human instinct is to be nosy and be interested in, in other people's lives. So I suppose kind of being on YouTube for so long, a lot of people feel like we're friends. Yeah. Um, and so then kind of seeing someone that you consider to be like an online friend starting up a, a different business or whatever, you kind of, you have that little push to be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go follow this and support them because I like what they do or I like who they are or how they talk about things. So for me, I think the vlog, the vlog has always been, I guess, like the center of everything. Mm. And it's one of the things that I enjoy doing the most out of all the online work that I do. But yeah, I definitely think that's that's influenced my growth in other areas. Yeah, that's great. And as you do that, I mean, I presume you use a, a professional camera for it now, but did you just use like your iPhone when you first started doing it? Just for anyone that's interested in, in starting an online vlog or a YouTube channel, oh my gosh. how did you do it? Phone cameras are so incredible now. I know. You can create a whole video on your phone. You yeah. don't need to go out and buy an expensive, I mean, phones are expensive, but you don't need to go out and buy expensive equipment. You can do everything yeah. on your phone now and you can even edit everything on your phone yeah. and upload everything. So it's, it's like you have everything in the palm of your hand that you need. I think the hardest thing to do is actually just get started and actually to put yourself out there is terrifying. And I still find that really terrifying now. Like every time I upload, I'm like, oh God, I hope it doesn't upset anybody or I hope people like it. Or I think particularly this year for me, making that step from doing what I normally do to kind of pivoting everything I do and kind of throwing myself at the deep end in with the yoga stuff is that was terrifying because I just didn't know how it was going to be received. I didn't, I thought people would be like, Oh God, I don't want to watch this. Like, why is she doing this? 
or she's not very good or you, you get all those little voices in the back of your head that's like you're not you're not good enough to do this why are you doing this or people aren't gonna like this so it can be really terrifying just to make that move even just to record the first video you know so that's one thing I would say is if you're thinking about doing it just do it mm. what's the worst that can happen I know. I completely agree. And I feel exactly the same as you. You, know, I put out two YouTube videos a week. And actually last month, we, we just surpassed um, 100,000 followers. Oh, so it's like a big number. It was like, a, yay, yay. Um, but thanks to also my video editor, to Rob, who's, you know, he, bless him, has a screen up the whole time to like watch the numbers go up. He's like, we're not nearly there. We're nearly there. Which oh, is that's so exciting. That's such a nice I, moment. I know. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a lovely moment. But I feel exactly the same as, as you. You know, we put out two YouTube videos every week. And for example, there's one going out um, tonight. And actually, this, this podcast episode is going to come out next week. So timing-wise, that won't make sense. But the one that is coming out tonight in real time, I was just looking at I was like, oh, Rob, should we put this out? Oh, because I filmed it just on my iPhone, but, you know, like the other way around so I could see myself speaking so it didn't use yeah. the cameras. And then I was like, oh, and then I didn't like the way my face looked, like the bottom of my face looked. And then I was like oh, it's a, it's a YouTube video all about facing, you don't have to use your hands. But at one point I give a tip where you can use your hands. And like, there's just loads of little things that I was criticizing about it. Mm-hmm. I, I was almost going to pull it. And then I was like, do you know what? If this is going to help even one person yeah. just to feel a little bit healthier, a little bit happier. And even like when you told your story about when you were coming to my yoga classes all those years ago, and obviously I didn't even realize what you were going through in terms of your yeah everything like that will your mum becoming unwell and then later on your grief and actually I think to myself I don't know somebody's story so those stupid little things I'm worried about like Mm -hmm. what the bottom of my face looked like at a certain angle and whether my camera wasn't exactly the best quality yeah that doesn't matter like it's not about me like get out of your own ego Danielle I know it's that's that can be one of the hardest things I think when you're working online is because I feel similar to you in that I don't care if I'm not wearing makeup for a YouTube video. Like I literally yeah. don't care, but I also do care what if other people are going to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> why is she looking so rough? Or yeah. it's really hard to kind of find a balance with that. And as you're saying, like whatever it is about your content, if it's going to help somebody else, then what an amazing thing to be able to put something out there for free that's going to help people. Definitely. And I think that is the key. And I mean, I I have to remind myself that quite regularly. And I always also remind myself, and hopefully this just might me sharing this might help someone who's wanting to, to put themselves out there online a little bit more. But the things we notice about ourselves, whether it be our physical appearance or the way we're delivering something, the way we're speaking about something, whatever it might be people don't notice these things as much as we think that they do. I mean, yes, of course, there's a few online trolls and negative comments and everything, but actually you can delete those, block those, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's another completely different thing. And that's, that's their issues. But generally most people don't care what they're doing is they're really listening to what you're saying and how it's going to help them. And they're following those techniques and they're implementing it into their day-to-day life. And most of the time, people aren't judging as much as we think yeah. they are. And I think that is really important for anyone that's either online already and delivering content or is listening to this and thinking, you know, I want to start. 
delivering content. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, going back to what we were saying about how it seems like a big, a big thing to us because we're conscious being, I suppose, being content creators, but in this kind of field of wanting to help people on one hand, you want everything to look nice. You want the setup to be pretty and you want the camera quality to be good and you want to look nice, but then that's not what the content is for or about. The content is to to help people. I guess even with, with vlogs, it's like I sometimes have watched people's vlogs to kind of get out of my own head, to kind of at the end of the day when I've had a bit of a stressful day, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to disappear into somebody else's life for 25 minutes. And it really has helped me at times in my life. Yeah. Um, so even with a vlog, it's like you can kind of get wrapped up in this. Oh, did I word this in a weird way? Are people going to be angry with me for saying this? Or are they going to care that my house is really messy in the background? And you get really wrapped up in, like you're saying, your own ego. And it's it can be really hard to let that go when you're doing online stuff, I think. But once you can do it, once you can let go and be like, do you know what? got a bit of a moustache in that picture but who cares that's normal um, <laughs> Sorry, when people relate to that as well yeah, once you can let that go it's so mm. liberating and you enjoy being online so much more you do absolutely and again it's just showing up as your authentic self and I think it is so easy to look at people that deliver a lot of online content and think oh my gosh aren't they lucky because they're so confident or aren't they lucky yeah. they, they look so nice so it's easy for them and I promise you I have never met anybody who delivers online content that doesn't have a lot of insecurities yeah, and a lot of doubts every single time and also you know the other thing to remember is that when people look at any online content it is really a selected or an edited version you know really it's like if you go into a business meeting you're going into it as your smiliest happiest most groomed self and same as when you're putting content online you know not always because I know you're like me and sometimes you'll put out stuff where it's a little bit more like relaxed or a little bit more sort of not not like necessarily dressed up but still I'm sure like me you know you still are editing that to an extent you're not yeah, like, first thing when you wake up in the morning and the kids have had you up all night and just yeah an absolute mess and I think that's important. although I have done in the past <laughs> I, <laughs> love that, I, though. <laughs> I think it's really interesting going back to what you were saying about people who work online having insecurities because I feel like there are so many introverts that that work online that do yeah. Instagram content and YouTube content and and it's sometimes you feel like a little bit of a fake because people think that you're really confident or that you know what you're doing and actually like you feel like the opposite of that you like I've always been a bit of an introvert like I really like I love working from home I love I feel quite overwhelmed sometimes when I'm around people all the time so I, I really like being able to make content from my my home and and this is my space and this is how I I work and actually I think that's one of the major challenges that I will be facing going forward with yoga teacher work is because I feel so comfortable with the online space like I feel I feel more comfortable filming a yoga flow in front of a camera than I would do in a room full of people Mm-hmm. especially people I don't know like that to me is quite intimidating yeah. um, and I feel like that's a hurdle which I really want to cross but I know I'm going to be terrified but I feel like so much growth will come out of that but yeah when you're online it's like a different type of 
nervousness, I suppose, because you can't see the people's reactions when they're watching. Yeah, it's so, so true. And I think that's a really important point for people listening as well. You know, if you are an introvert, as you are, Hannah, and actually I am too, you know, though I've done lots of well, loads and loads over the years of classes online and public speaking mm. on stages where I am most comfortable is actually in my own space and even when I yeah. do do a lot of stuff with real people I actually need then that retreat almost like I have to oh, go yeah. back into my home and like be alone and actually is I something which I've really found out about myself since March 2020 and we were all locked down where I just made sure that everything I do I delivered from home I really love that like I've really loved just being in my own space and I have a a team of people that work with me in the business but they all work from home as well like I never feel that I want to be someone that is in a big office and I've got yeah I'm exactly around me all day um and actually a lot of people listening may have also found that for whatever reason they have been at home loads more over the last year, you know, obviously because of COVID, but maybe they've had to work from home for whatever reason or care for children. And actually it does become a little bit more difficult to then get yourself back out there to real people. I went to sort of like a press influencer sort of event last week. And for the first time, I think probably for the first time in my life, I had that almost sense of like social anxiety before I went into it. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, I feel so anxious about this and so concerned. Whereas I would have done that, no problem, a few years ago, despite still being an introvert, because I, mm-hmm. I was used to doing it and I was out there and I know all the tricks and techniques and mindset things to help myself with confidence. So I would have done it, no problem. But I think all of us have just become in this smaller and smaller and smaller bubble. So then putting ourselves out there, whether it be putting ourselves out there online or in person, is now probably more difficult than it's ever been in our lives I definitely 100% agree with you and I think so many people who are listening will find some comfort in that because I feel like it is really difficult after what everyone has been through this year to kind of venture back out into public spaces and even I've over lockdown really this year discovered how much I absolutely love my own company in the evenings um, which I do sometimes feel like it's a little bit not socially unaccepted, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit strange because I just really love being alone in the evening and for whatever I'm doing, reading, maybe I'm planning something, maybe I'm doing yoga, whatever it is. I just love having that time where it's just me and I can kind of collect my thoughts, collect my energy and kind of really see where I'm at mentally and physically and, and just hold a space for myself and be just be me. And I feel like COVID kind of gave me an opportunity to be able to do that and so now I find it really overwhelming even just kind of going out for dinner with a friend or going back to the gym I used to go to the gym four days a week and I've been back twice since things opened and it's not because I don't want to go to the gym it's just because I I I couldn't even put a finger on it it's not social anxiety it's just that I feel I don't know I just feel like my instinct is to stay home now Mm. um and that's where I feel safe and I can do everything from home but I never thought I would I would feel like that I thought I'd be one of the first people banging down the door in the gym like get me back in but actually it's taken me and it surprised me actually it's taken me quite some time to kind of come around to the idea of okay 
So I'm going to take this two hours in the morning. I'm going to cycle down. I'm going to see people. I'm going to be in a room full of people. And, and mentally, I found that quite difficult to deal with. And I've almost felt guilty for it because I'm like, everybody else is doing it. Everyone else seems fine. Everyone else has gone back. But again, I think going back to what I was saying about learning to trust your intuition and if something isn't feeling right for you or you don't feel comfortable and you're able to not put yourself there if you don't want to, then it's good to listen to that, I think. I completely agree with that so, so much. And what I would love to ask you as the final question, because honestly, I could chat to you for hours, Hannah, <laughs> um, is I'd just love to delve into a little bit about blogs. So maybe for someone listening that has already got a blog or sporadically sort of uploads to a blog or just would like to start a blog, what would you say is just the well, A, the easiest way just to get started and get going with it and B, the easiest way to start to actually get people reading that blog? Um, well, I think if you already have another platform uh, like Instagram or YouTube, obviously doing the cross-promotion thing is is always a great idea. Um, connecting everything to Facebook, again, something I'm not very good at, but I know that I'm supposed to be doing. But I think the real thing is really just being happy with what you're putting out and feeling like, you've created something that you're proud to put out there. And also I knew, I know that we kind of live in a world where people love images. So I, I feel like if your images are strong and you're happy with what you've written, then to just go for it and just do it because I mean, you can always go back and edit things. You can always change things or take them down. And I think actually just getting to that point where you've hit publish is probably like the hardest thing to do but once you've done it then you've got the ball ball rolling and you can kind of just keep going and nobody is great at something when they first start out nobody so I think really kind of getting to a point where you're like okay it may not be be the best blog post that I ever put out but I'm gonna just start definitely I love that and are there any particular sort of like online blog post platforms that you would recommend that you either use or you know people that use I really like WordPress. Yeah. And just, <laughs> I'm quite a technophobe. So that's the one, if, if anyone else is not very techy, I think that's quite nice and simple to learn how to use. And it's, it's quite self-explanatory. So it's not like something you could go into and be like, oh God, I don't know how the hell I'm going to make this look nice or whatever. It's quite a simple platform to use. So I would, I'd recommend WordPress for somebody starting out. I love that. And I love the fact that you said that everybody starts somewhere. And I think that's really important to say, you know, both you and I started with zero followers on Instagram, zero subscribers on YouTube, zero people watching our blogs, reading our blogs, watching our videos. And, you know, if you're anything like me, you definitely didn't get that sort of fairly significant following overnight. It was really a slow process you know you have those like first like four people which you realize like three of them you know are like <laughs> yeah. your posts. you know what I mean and, and it really is like that so I mean my advice and I don't know if you would feel the same is really be in it for the long game there's very yeah. people that get that overnight success when it comes to um, making and delivering online content definitely I think patience is key and also I suppose sometimes if it is an overnight thing you just wonder like is there any longevity to that so Mm. I kind of I think slow and steady is is a good way of kind of building up I think and just knowing that you're kind of chipping away and you're adding adding to your profile and 
I, I really like the fact that it's kind of a, a slow game. I really like that. I love that too. Hannah, thank you so much. Your tips are just invaluable. I know people are going to absolutely love this episode. And, oh, if, people want so. to, <laughs> and if people want to contact you, they want to follow your Instagram, your YouTube, your blogs, where can they find you? Oh, I've got a couple of Instagram accounts. So my main one, uh, just for everything lifestyle, is just at Hannah Mitchellek. And then my yoga account is at Yoga by Hannah. And then my YouTube is, it's actually Hannah Mags. I never changed it. <laughs> never changed it to my married name. <laughs> I mean, going back to me being really unorganized here. <laughs> don't worry. And actually something which many people don't realize is Collins is actually my maiden name as well. Oh, I've it? always kept oh, that. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. Because I got married, what, I don't know, 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, I got married in 2009. So, um, yeah, it was just, just always kept that. So go for it. I love that. Thank you, Hannah. That is amazing. What a lovely episode. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.